When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella, Lacey. And Rashawn. Real quick, before we get this going, like, follow, rate, and review. You know the drill. Whatever podcast app you're listening on, give us a review, give us a follow. If you are emotionally, financially, and spiritually able, buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. Any donations are appreciated, welcome, and um, reciprocated uh, with sexual favors. What is going on, everybody? Oh, I did not agree to that. Hey. No, Mel did. It's fine. Yeah. I'll do it. Great. As long as we're like at a, as a consensus here. That's all that matters. Before we get saucy, how's everyone doing? Before we get get into it, we good? We happy? What's everyone been watching? What? <laughs> good. Um, I... I got an agenda, dude. Let's be nice quickly. Okay. I- I've been watching The Traitors. That's cool. <gasps> the Traitors. We're three episodes in. Fuck yeah. You finished season one? Yeah. We stayed uh, up yeah. till like 3 a.m. Just like. It's great. Very excited for the cast of season two. Yeah. Lacey and I, I mean, you can go back to whenever it first came out. It was a long time ago. Big fans since season one. Season two doesn't disappoint. It's a lot of fun. It's on Peacock if you're into any sort of reality competition shows. Okay, let's settle something here and now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because Carmela and I have our theories. And I'll, yes. be, I'll be annoyed as fuck because Carmela be eating up the theory. <laughs> <laughs> Are they living in the house? Ah, let's talk about it! That's a good question. Because the... The motherfuckers you, are going home to their hotels. Or but you never see what's upstairs. <laughs> right. Well, there's some where they're like fakely getting into bed, but they're like yeah. still full hair and Little makeup. pro so shot in bed. insane. Right. In so like two. that doesn't push the theory forward for me. Like I clearly know it's fake, but I don't know. I feel like they just might be up in that house somewhere. It's gigantic. No. They I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. You think about how much money that costs to rent mm-hmm. that place. Right. So wouldn't you think they just sort of... And s- some of them have done like Survivor, Big Brother for like three months. They're not doing that again. Mm-mm. I, I mean, if, if they are sitting in the mansion, I think, it, they think it's nice as fuck. I think it's swanky. But that's a lot of traveling too. Well, I'm sure they're on location, but they're not. They're not living in the house. Yeah. Anymore. Do you think they're like just trailers on location? Maybe. Yeah. Or they're going, they're being sent back Shutter. to their hotels and sequestered. But. Right. I don't think everyone's like. <laughs> Carmelo was like, they're, they're going upstairs. Going I'm bed. like, okay, they shot it. <laughs> there, I will say there is a moment in season two with a certain player in a certain level of emotional distress that like you see him through the footage kind of storm upstairs and, and like. It's like it, it to me it looks like he's going to his room. I don't know, dude. Once you guys get a little further in, check in again. Shows great. Shows great. Season two? To whatever wherever you are now. Oh yeah. 
I will say I've always wondered that because there's like 30 of them. Right. <laughs> like I've always like, there's not that many rooms up there. Yes, there are. Yeah. Cause it's like the it main house where they're at. And then when they like pan out, it's like bigger behind it. They're back there. They be in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm leaning towards, they are sleeping there. Thank you. There's a moment in season two. That like it drives this home for me. Anywho, <laughs> been watching Mr. And Mrs. Smith on Amazon. Is it good? Myerskin. It fucking is great. Okay. It's really good. It's nothing like the movie. It's don't even expect it to be like the movie. Um, same team, obviously, that made Atlanta and Swarm. Uh, we're, we're only two episodes in, but it's. I'm really enjoying it. I'm liking it a lot, and I love Phoebe Waller Bridge. But I, I think this is. I think this is my Erskine's part. Is it Erskine? Is that how you pronounce her last name? Hmm. We're gonna say this. Uh, it feels like this is her part, and they might have probably touched up the writing and changed it a little bit when when they switched the cast from Phoebe to her. But it is so hard for me though to not see. Her Pen15 character. Mm. It's, I just, she's so good. She's so good. But all I see is Pen15. I don't watch Pen15, so I'm, I'm in the clear. That's a very distinct character. Yeah. But it's also like, I can watch it and be like, oh my god, that's, that's Pen15. But also watch her as Jane, Mrs. Smith. And I like the whole time I'm just going... Wow, what an amazing opportunity as an actor to yeah. get to place two such opposite sides of the spectrum of, right. of, of and she brings it too. It's really, really cool. Anything else? Are we ready to go? <laughs> Traders, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? That's do you need anything else? <laughs> um all right, y'all. Today we are doing another gauntlet. This time around, I got to choose, and I chose the year 2016. The hold for applause. So, quick refresher. <laughs> a quick refresher. Um, we're going to do a lightning round draft. Uh, we have some categories in front of us. There are drama, comedy, action, horror, thriller, franchise entry, animation, and wild card films as well as director, actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, screenplay, and a below the line, which is anything uh, other than what has been mentioned. So uh, VFX, song, uh, pr- costume, production, design, all that stuff. That's below the line. So we're going to do a lightning round draft. We're all going to just, I'm going to random.org uh, an order, and we're going to just pick until that list is filled. Then we're going to enter the gauntlet portion of the episode where you can bring in a previously selected category and challenge it with your own. And then we collectively vote and decide who is the winner and they get put on the list. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Only one movie can exist on the list at a time at, at all. So let's take Shrek, for example. Shrek is obviously 2001, but if Shrek was in for comedy... Um, Eddie Murphy could not be in for supporting actor. However, if Shrek gets eliminated from comedy, that opens up Eddie Murphy to be able to be slotted into supporting actor. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
if Shrek gets eliminated from comedy, he it cannot go back into animation. So those two sections I separated, once they're eliminated from that section, they're gone. They can only exist in the other section. Savvy? Does that make sense? Savoy. Yes. Enough? A couple different things, because I'm the host, and fuck it, we ball. Uh, first things first, we're going to shave a minute off the clock. Last time with Bria, we did 40 minutes. We're going to do 39 and um, before with Bria, obviously we didn't need a tiebreaker, but before that, our first uh, gauntlet, we did a six degrees to tie, settle ties. That sucks, so I'm not going to do that. Um, it doesn't suck. It'd be nice. Let it talk. <laughs> fuck it, we ball. I have just a coinflip.com in front of me. Coin flip. We are going to solve ties with a coin flip. Real quick, on the coin flip, do you like on the website do you put a coin and it just like animates mm-hmm. the flip? And it says heads. It. it says heads or tails, and it actually has a counter at the bottom for oh. how many times. So like if I click it, it is heads, and heads has landed from just a coin flip dot com, or just fl- excuse me, just flip a coin dot com. It has landed on heads as of that flip, two hundred ninety five million two hundred sixty nine thousand ninety seven times. If you think. That sucks. Coin flip blows chunk. <laughs> Coin flip's chaotic, baby. What are you gonna do about it? No, it's not. Fine, whatever. If this is your episode, bitch. Call me old man because there's no country for it. Josh, you know what I mean? Stop it. Don't bring up that movie. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was too excited to think about the coin flip that I, so that I forgot to do the homework, which Rashawn so beautifully does at the beginning of every Gauntlet episode. He has a little time capsule. So, Rashawn, you have the floor. Cool. Real quick, movie tickets cost $8.60. The highest grossing movie of the year was Finding Dory with $486.2 million. Damn. Um, I'm going to skip the Best Picture winner and director because <laughs> you'll see. Because, um, duh, you guys know what the year is. Fuck the election year. Ooh. And um, the greats of the industry, we uh, lost David Bowie, Prince, and George, George Michael. That's so crazy. Ooh. That's a tough music loss. Yes. That's all. Uh, Disney had crossed... A billion dollars faster than anybody, I think, in like 128 days. Mm. Um, yeah, that's all. That's crazy. Uh, do you guys want to check this out? Watch this, watch this, watch this. For those of the, the folks that are driving in their car. Ready? <clears throat> hey Siri, pause podcast, play Purple Rain by Prince. That is so rude. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> he doesn't have an iPhone, so he doesn't understand that. Not it matches just your voice. voice can control. Google does phone. that too. I know how it works. But they like <laughs> And when nobody's phone does it, <laughs> they're gonna laugh at you. But then but then while they're driving, they're gonna be like, I do like Purple Rain by Prince. And they're gonna be thinking about it. And then And then they're gonna turn off our podcast. Great. Sponsor, <laughs> Sponsor us the Prince, Prince? Estate. <laughs> Damn, even 2016 movie tickets were only eight bucks. Like, that's a lot, but that's still not. That's, like, reasonable to me. I definitely don't think that applied to us in the larger markets. Yeah, that's true. Because that probably happens. Yeah, because that. No. no. That Cinemark by y'all's place, you could get a ticket for eight bucks. That had the movies that were on, on DVD. 
You could still get a ticket for eight bucks. That's you might get mugged in the parking lot, but you get a ticket for eight bucks. Yeah. I mean, I could go back to my hometown and check out a movie for like six bucks if it's like a matinee. Really? So. Okay. Any last questions, concerns, comments, snide remarks? Not yet. Not from you. Just Oh, okay. Not Stat- yet. It's from Statler and Waldorf over here. Mella, those Statler and Waldorf are... Those old m- Muppets in the theater. Good job. That's me. Thanks. Hey. I'm the one with the cul-de-sac. The what? Cold you know, like the hair, the bald and then it only like wraps around your hair. <laughs> <laughs> like a cul-de-sac. That's wow. start the gauntlet, please. <laughs> I would like to leave the gauntlet. It hasn't started, bitch. <laughs> that's the inverse cyclops, too. You oh know? Cyclops. Is... Yeah. And that's when and he I pulls his visor back. back in like relax mode. Yeah. <laughs> Finish <It's> me. <laughs> <laughs> or um I wish I was recording. Both of y'all like turn your head like a confused dog. Like a German shepherd <laughs> hearing their like the word treat. Oh my god. Are we good? <laughs> We're good. We're good. All right. Random.org says <clears throat> the order is as follows. She's gonna be mad at me. So remember this is not this is not snake order, right? For Gauntlet, it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. This is snake order. It is snake order for, for the draft. For the draft, right. And then the Gauntlet is not. Yes. The order is Lacey, Mella, Rashawn, and myself. Oh, fuck. Like, no position you're in is ever a good position in this. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> so, I know. I'm like, what is it? All right. Because we aren't doing six degrees and it's just a coin flip, the timer will not stop. Oh my god, Josh! What? Then stop with Bria. Who who decides whose head, whose tails? You um, I don't know. Someone you call it. Someone calls it. <laughs> oh my god! The cha- the cha- the challenger. It's like football. The away team gets a call, so the challenger calls heads or tails. Okay. If there's a tie. All right. Okay. Football, Mel. That's the thing that. Travis Kelsey soccer, plays. Right? Oh, oh, well. <laughs> for you, yeah, soccer. For me, <laughs> it's the thing that Travis Kelsey plays. Got it. Okay. Serious. So when do we do this? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you. Take it slowly, ready or not, here I come, you can't hide, gonna find you and make you want. It all depends, when do you want to die? 2016 Movie Gauntlet begins... Now, uh, I would like to be supporting actor Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. Let's go. I will like to do supporting actress Naomi Harris in Moonlight. Carmella. 
Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> wild card. Wild card lemonade. Oh, nice. Fuck. Okay. Um, so I got two. Um, comedy. The nice guys. And for actress, Amy Adams in Arrival. Mm. The reason he did this here. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Director, Park Chan-wook for The Handmaiden. Um, Animation, Zootopia. You are yeah, such no. a bad person, and I can't stand you. Zootopia, Zootopia rips. You. Okay. Shut the hell up. <laughs> below the line, La La Land for soundtrack. And then I will do, um, horror movie, Hush. Fuck. Okay. Um, for drama, I'm going to do Manchester by the Sea. Ugh. Uh, for ooh, 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 ooh. oh my god! What's a screenplay? Uh, Mike Birbiglia for Don't Think Twice. Yeah. Um. All right. I got two for thriller. I'm gonna do Ten Cloverfield Lane. And for action. I'm gonna do the accountant, baby. It's. Who the fuck is left? Actor? Uh, franchise or actor? Uh, actor, I will take Adam Driver for Patterson. Franchise entry, Mel. Would anyone like to go in my place? <laughs> you, you, you're gonna pass? You gotta yes. pass the lazy then. Lacey? Passing what? to me? Yeah. The yeah. Conjuring 2. Okay. I had, I should have just said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, pausing the timer just so we can clean up the spreadsheet for Sean's sake. This list is a mess. I don't what like do you it. mean? Don't like this it. List. Oh. <laughs> I do not care for it. <laughs> so, recap while the timer's paused, while Rashawn cleans it up. Our initial... Fast Draft movie gauntlet is as follows. For drama, Manchester by the Sea. For comedy, The Nice Guys. For action, The Accountant. For horror, we have Hush, Thriller, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Franchise entry, The Conjuring 2. Animation, Zootopia. Wild Card, Lemonade. For director, we have Park Chan-wook. For The Handmaiden, thank you. And for actor, we have Adam Driver for Patterson. Actress is... Amy Adams in Arrival. Supporting actor is Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man. Supporting actress is Naomi Harris in Moonlight. Screenplay is Don't Think Twice by Mike Birbiglia. And below the line is the La La Land soundtrack. So, Lacey, you just went. So, uh, now we are going to... You know what? It's my episode. We're going to reshuffle. We did last time. Mm -hmm. Great. So, the... Uh, challenging order is as follows. Josh, Mela, Lacey, and Rashawn. Mm -hmm. Now is my time to remind 
Rashawn that he still holds one of my votes at his command. That is so nice of you because I forgot. That's umpteen from like umpteen episodes ago. Okay. <laughs> and I want him to know if he uses my vote against the accountant, I will blow out my microphone. I don't think I'm going to need a power for that one. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I should have known it was Ben Affleck, bitch. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? I already forgot the order. It's me. Me. Me, me Mel. Me. Lacey and Rashawn. Lacey Rashawn? Okay. But this is not a snake. We just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. The challenges begin now and i didn't even think of who i wanted to bring i know <laughs> mela get in here okay uh, i am going to take on your animation pick with finding doria zootopia with finding doria no not with finding doria, <laughs> ah, doria. i am bringing in kubo and the two strings yes oh, talk about it zootopia versus Kubo and the Two Strings, I think, is like his best movie. We've been over this. Um, it, it, it blends action better than any of the other ones. It has this this undercutting and this incredible string acoustic soundtrack because of the two strings that also kind of seamlessly, the, the score kind of seamlessly intertwines with the action and the pace. And it's it's just so enthralling and entertaining and action-packed and fun and and whimsical i think it's Leica at the height of their powers it's it's the most cinematic of their movies there's like huge set pieces on the ocean and in sprawling cities kubo is like a 10 out of 10 for me i love that movie and look the bunny what's the bunny's name judy judy hops i don't want to hear no arguments about judy hops derriere okay talk about the movie <laughs> Not the Lola Bunny, He's nigga. got curves, bitch. <laughs> when have you ever seen a bunny look like that? When have I ever Shit. seen a bunny like that? We don't need Spaced to bring up Lola. jam, dude. We don't. Zootopia was a moment. It was a movement. Um, <laughs> we have Jason Bateman. We have Jenny Goodwin. Um, we have Shakira. <laughs> It's also a fucking kids movie that has commentary on race relations. If we really want to get into it, predators versus the non-predators. I know there's a name for that, but I can't think of what it's called right now. Prey. Yep, that's the one. Uh, predators versus prey. And I think it does it so lovely. And you guys know this. You guys know that it's it's hard for me to turn on an animated flick and really sit there and enjoy my time. But I've seen this one a lot, probably because of my nephew. But I really, really enjoy this. I think we've me and Lacey talked about this before, where animated voices are sometimes just them talking. But for this one, I think it really, really works because it gives, even though they're animals, it gives a sense of like the human touch. Same with, with Kubo. Shit. We got Charlize Theron playing a monkey. <laughs> well, that is my pitch. And I think it should be Zootopia. All right. Votes. I got. I vote Kubo. Zootopes. Lacey? 
Kubo. Rashawn. Kubo. <gasps> Rashawn, I'm going to poison your sprite. Get out of here, Judy Bops. <laughs> you cut me off at the knees with moonlight, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, I did? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, girl. Yeah, you did. Why? That was my director. That was my director. Oh. That was my second choice for director, actually. Well, and I can't bring in my supporting because we don't. Wait, keep going. The timer's going. We'll get there. Kubo is in. Finish her. Next up, next challenge. Oh fuck! It's me. Um, I'm going to. You have to challenge at least once. That's the rule. Yeah. Um, I would like to bring it. Uh, actress. So Josh again. Let's hear it. What do you got? Um, I have Natalie Portman for Jackie. Amy, Amy Adams in Arrival versus Natalie Portman in Jackie. What about her? Yeah, I think. I think she was born to play this role. I think that um, the voice work that she does to portray a real life person that every single buddy knows is something so intense to do. You can't move. You can't mess up even a little bit. Um, if you've seen the movie, you know that she is doing a very famous interview where she has to do even the blinks to the breaths to the swallows that the real Jackie O did and she does it absolutely perfectly. There is a scene right after um the whole the whole shoot the whole shooting and she's in the airplane and it's a close up and she has blood on her little hat and all of the acting is just in her eyes and you hear the sound of the airplane and nothing else and that's why she has the fucking Oscar. Um, that's she it. has an Oscar because Amy Adams got snubbed for Arrival. All right. What Amy Adams has to do, she has to play with the threads of time in this movie to, to allow us to have that cathartic moment of realization at the end that we, it's been sort of this, this flat circle. She has to has to uh, play with this arc of, of losing her daughter, of falling in love, of meeting an alien species, of, of acting against a green screen, which is not an easy task. I think she so perfectly commands the screen uh, as this character and makes you believe that this is the person the human race is putting their trust in to save the planet. And she does it perfectly. And she's so funny. And look, yes... You know, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to disparage the other nominees, okay? I would like to go back on what I said. She does not have the Oscar for this. She should have had. She No, she has the Oscar for the role she was born to play. You said this was the role she was born to play? Incorrect. Black Swan is. So, let's not get that twisted. Um, as I always say in the gauntlet, uh, the proof is in the pudding, y'all. You don't say <laughs> So my vote goes... Amy Adams for Arrival. Not poor baby. Oof. 
I I wanna have this person's back so bad. It better um, be Natalie Portman's little back. <laughs> I know. Bat. I'm so sorry, Josh. I I vote for Natalie Portman. I vote for Amy Adams. Flip that coin. All right. It is, it is a tie. Right. So Flip a coin. I'm the challenger. It's not stupid. I'm the challenger. Your vote is not stupid. The coin flip is stupid. Um, I, I will be videotaping it for p- posterity, so so everyone knows that I'm not <laughs> cheating. All right, I'm the challenger. He's using a handheld camera, just so you yeah. know, listeners know. Yeah, correct. Uh, <laughs> I am calling tails, and it is tails, dude. It is tails. It is tails. Amy Adams stays in. I mean, goes Ooh. in. That's crazy. You can't, Yay. you can't, you can't see shit, huh? No. Oh, there. Finish her. Josh should not be in charge of, of episodes that are timed. Keep going. Well, mine gets in. I'm going to eat as much clock as I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, right? Oh, sorry. I'm next? Yeah. I thought it was me. Say something, host. I I X'd out of the list. I forgot, so. It's me. Okay, Rashawn, come here. What's up? With your actor. What's up? I would like to submit Mr. James McAvoy for Split. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be one of those gauntlets for me, huh? Adam, Adam Driver, Driver and Patterson versus James McAvoy. Split. I have talked about James McAvoy's performance in Split um, a few times on the podcast. I, I don't think it's talked about enough how revolutionary it is as an actor. Uh, he per- portrays 23 different personalities uh, within the character that he is and I I think he does it seamlessly I think he does it brilliantly I think he offers a level of threat a level of empathy and a level of um, uncertainty that you is rare is rare to see in one performance it's rare to see in one movie I think he does it effortlessly i think he's brilliant and i i think he gets overlooked too many times for this part so i would like to recognize him on our list uh patterson showcases uh the phenomenal power that we all know that adam driver has but just like james mcavoy he is also i think undervalued sometimes uh this is a jim jarmish film that takes place in one week it's told from the point of view of a everyday guy a blue collar worker who has a dream and there's not a lot of flash he doesn't get to play multiple personalities but i don't think that takes away from the you said it i'm just using it Uh uh-huh you said it right you said it right um diva Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
Why is the Beyonce quote on heavy tonight? Because the Grammys were yesterday. That's why. <laughs> he uh, he wakes up every day. He goes to his job, and he tries to find inspiration to find something more. And a lot of people say this movie might be slow. It might be boring. Nothing happens. But I think something really substantial happens with him personally. He ends the movie. Uh, choosing to start again to live his dream and I think everyone can relate to that and it takes a really phenomenal actor to possess that and make it feel alive and it's it's a great movie but it's a I think an incredible performance which is the category so I'm choosing you know I love Adam, Adam Driver, Driver Beach still go for James McAvoy but James McAvoy is actually my choice for actor too so I'm voting for him sure. I'm going for Adam. What? Flip that coin, Josh. Flip that coin. It is, it is a tie. Uh, it is on you, Lacey, so call it. Heads. Tails. The Adam Big Dick Driver stays <laughs> in. The okay, the coin flip, flip is stupid. Oh. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Look at that. We only ate up like three seconds doing it. Watch them be the ones that actually sponsor it. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, I will be (laughs) fool's errand. Uh, I will take Josh to the gauntlet for... I'm not gonna win that one, so I'm gonna do action. Oh, <laughs> uh, you said okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one I can win. Um, my <laughs> choice for action is a hybrid, but it's still an action movie, and that would be Train to Busan. Fuck, Ooh. fuck you, fuck you. The countdown versus Train to Busan. Um, the accountant is actually like a really solid. You know, single man, crazy. <laughs> He's not really a accountant bitch, but <laughs> it's cool. But Train to Busan is a propulsive, engaging, terrifying, but also really well-directed and really character-driven horror film that puts, um, again, everyday people on the metro train um, in the... <laughs> in the path of a zombie outbreak. And I think the the way that it's staged, the way that the thrills and the chills and the kills come fast and loose really doesn't give you a second to breathe. And that's what I think the best action does. Um, it puts human emotion and human characters in the way of larger than life obstacles. Um, and Train to Busan is, please don't remake it, but they're already doing it. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, Train to Busan is fantastic. Picture this. There's a dude. <laughs> that's an accountant, mm-hmm. right? It's like a like a whiz kid. Like he's a he's the best accountant you've ever seen. But actually, he's like a hitman. It's played by Ben Affleck. Groundbreaking. My vote is for the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my pitch. I vote for Train to Basan. <laughs> uh 
Gonna have to go for train. To where? Busan. I'm sorry, Josh. I also vote for train to Busan. Train to Busan was my second choice, and I like if I have to lose the accountant to any of them, I'm very glad it's this one. That movie's crazy. That movie's insane. <laughs> Lacey, have you seen it? Yeah. Movie fucking rips. Okay. Finish him. Um, back to me. My dear sweet wife. No. Get on up in here. No. It is time to rid this list of the Conjuring Two. I'm bringing franchise entry into the into the mix. With what, bitch? There's a lot. There's a lot of choices for this one. Which <laughs> one do you think is gonna do it? Uh, my choice is Captain America: Civil War. There you go. Wow. The Conjuring 2 versus Captain America Civil War. Uh, the, I would say almost the, like the apex of franchise en- entries. This is sort of, everything hinges on this. This is like almost dead center of the Infinity Saga and the MCU. And this is when that Marvel is at the fucking height of their powers. Rightfully so. If you watch this movie, it's the introduction to Spider-Man. Uh, you get you get the every single hero that matters in the Infinity Saga is in here and has a meaty, substantial part. Black Panther, Captain America, Iron Man, all of them. It's fantastic. The the airport scene is 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 catnip to my pussy. I think <laughs> if in terms of franchise entries. They don't get more pivotal and more and more blueprint than this one. I personally believe that the the Conjuring Two is the reason that the Conjuring universe exists. I think it is very hard to do a sequel to a horror movie that one compares to the first, um, but not just compares, but is equal to in caliber as far as story, performance, and character. Um, We get to go to England for this one. Um, And not only does this Conjuring have a lot of spooky ghosts, but it also has literary references to the Crooked Man, who is one of the scariest literary characters that has ever existed. Um, it has, I mean, it's scary. It has great action. It has great acting. Um, and I think because this second movie was as well done as it was, as successful as it was, that is the reason that the Conjuring universe is a thing at this point. Um, it, it continued to set the bar for what Conjuring movies could be. And they're still getting made today. Um, yeah, that's my argument. This might be the this, this might be the toughest one yet. Uh, obviously, Civil War is my vote. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Good arguments from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as a franchise Lacey had a fantastic pitch Uh, I think Civil War is a better franchise entry though 
Um, so I wrote this. Oh. I had Conjuring 2 on my list. In horror or franchise? I, franchise. So I'm going to go with Conjuring 2. Camilla, you was up in the theater living for Civil War. I know, <laughs> but... But what? I was scared in Conjuring 2. I was really scared. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. Whatever. It is, it is a time. Unreal. Um, Alright, I'm the challenger, right? Yeah, so I'm going to say heads. <laughs> it's heads. <laughs> there ain't no coin on there. I got it. I got it on video, baby. Yeah, it's his heads. Finish her. Get in there, Cap. Get in there, Iron Man. When they're fucking giving him the business, fucking jumping him. Are you kidding me? That was a great pitch, though, Lacey. That was a great pitch. Yeah, whatever. That was a really good pitch. Sorry, Lacey. I I tried. I tried. I know. I love you. Love you too. Um. All right. I guess I'm just like going for Josh this up. Damn. I'm gonna go for comedy, and I'm gonna bring in. The Edge of Seventeen. The Nice, the nice guys, guys versus, versus the, edge the Edge of Seventeen. Now you fucked up. Now you, I, I at least gotta talk about up. it. Because I think this is a very good underrated movie with Haley Steinfeld, which you guys fucking love. And I think... I think she's so fucking good. Like in she's everything, fantastic. she's just a solid actress. That I'm like, why isn't she? Why isn't she the Emma Stone level that she needs to be? That's for another episode. But I think this is a really good. You know, I love a coming of age story, and I think they do really well with this specific age. Um, it's it's her being an awkward teen, trying to figure out where she fits in at this like you know like the the last stages of being in high school kind of becoming a quote-unquote adult in this world figuring out how to be kind of like on her own because her friend has a boyfriend and the whole navigation through life at that time period also while being really funny um Woody Harrelson plays her teacher and I think he plays like that very good like I'm gonna give you that tough guy advice without um doing too acting like I don't care that much, but he really does care. Um, this is a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> don't invoke Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus Christ. For, real quick, I can't let it go unaddressed. Haley Steinfeld is Hawkeye. Like, she's... I she's know, good. Is she... Can you tell someone Haley Steinfeld and they're like, oh, I know who that is. Like, you would have to, like, list a few things. Like, she needs to be... She's dating Josh Allen, so... Who's Josh Allen? I know who Haley Steinfeld is. I don't know who Josh Allen is. Oh, that He's the... No time. No time. We have 15 minutes left. 15 minutes. This list is a mess. Get on it, y'all. The nice guys, like, up there for one of the most underrated movies of the past 25 years... Uh, Shane Black directing Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe in it like a 1970s buddy cop detective, super sarcastic, super dry humor. Ryan Gosling, uh, obviously by now everyone knows, but maybe not so much at the time, is 
unbelievably funny. He's one of the best comedic actors we got going. R- Russell Crowe, the perfect backboard, bounce board, straight man for him. I, I, Matt Bomer and Gory Rice, like it's so good. It's so quick and sharp, and like there's no missed beats. There's no missed lines. Every joke lands. I think the Nice Guys is one of the one of the most hidden gem. One of the biggest hidden gems, most hidden uncut gems. One of the most underrated <laughs> movies in a long time. Uh, it it needs a sequel. Uh, I vote for the edge of seventeen. What the fuck? What? I vote for the nice guys. <laughs> yeah, because you have taste. Okay. That's crazy. It is is a tie. I'm going to go heads. It is tails. (laughs) Dude, I haven't lost a coin Conspiracy. This is the worst decision that's ever been made in the four years of this show. (laughs) I'm videotaping each coin flip. Keep your videotape. Who's next? Finish her. Oh, Mella, get back in here with that drama pick. It's Lacey. 13 minutes. Um, I would like to submit Captain Fantastic. There we go. Okay. Manchester by the Sea versus Captain Fantastic. Oh, um, Captain Fantastic is the penultimate story of father and children. Um, it it is posed as a comedy. It was marketed as a comedy, but it is not. It is very much a coming of age story about a father and his relationship with his children under the ideals that he wants for himself and the way that he learns that his wants don't always come before his children. Um, It is really sincere. I think it's really um, vulnerable and authentic. Um, Viggo Mortensen is just like otherworldly sympathetic in this movie and also like antithetical and he is the villain while also being the person that you root for the most in this movie um I just there's so much heart in it there's so much love in this movie I think it is brilliantly filmed I think it's brilliantly performed um it's it's brilliant it's a brilliant depiction of parenthood. Shit. Okay. Um, Manchester by the Sea, I think, is definitely the second Michelle, saddest Michelle Williams movie I've ever fucking seen, and she's not in it that much. Um, I think this movie really shows grief from losing a loved one and having PTSD and now realizing that you are the guardian of your nephew and you had no idea. I think all of that combined, one of those things for one person would already be a lot. And now it kind of throws everything at this one person and kind of shows him that 
he can't really unravel because he has to be a guardian and show up for this kid. We do get that scene where he is unraveling and I think it's like really powerful because in most times you wouldn't be able to and I think the it could have in another movie been really melodramatic and really yelly and screamy and whatever it is but I think it shows it in such a real human way 10 minutes um it's also shot really beautifully that's it that's my that's my good pitches again y'all Lacey's in her pitch bag dude it's the turtleneck <laughs> it's the turtleneck um <laughs> go ahead Rashawn Manchester by the sea fine Captain Fantastic because I haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. Sorry. You don't need to. (laughs) What are you talking about? I hate that movie, dude. I hate it so much. It is is a tie. All right, we got a tie. Back to the coin flip. Lacey, it's your call. I pick tails. It is heads. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Finish her. Go watch Captain Fantastic for the love of God, please. Rashawn, you're up. Also a great movie. Yeah. It is. Um. Uh, Lacey, sorry. Um. This is the only one I think I can win. Uh, bring that horror pick in there. Oh my God, Rashawn! I know. Uh, let's talk about living deliciously. Ooh. Now I was waiting for this one. Ooh. I was wondering where it was going to show. I would like to bring the witch. Hush. Hush. Versus, Versus the witch. Anya Taylor-Joy. Kate Dickey. Ralph Ineson. <laughs> Robert Eggers. And Black Phillip. The witch... <laughs> is a modern day classic. We've talked about it on the show multiple times and I'm just going to bring it as a pitch. Big swing. That's it. Hush is the story of a mute and deaf woman who is left alone in the woods and must survive the night. Um, we talk about Mike Flanagan a lot on the pod because of me. He has not made nary a list on our podcast. Um, he wrote and directed this movie. He wrote it with his wife, Kate <laughs> Siegel, who also starred in this movie. Um, I think what Hush does that is essential for a horror movie is it embraces the quiet, um, but it uses quiet as a as a tool rather than as a crutch and because our main protagonist is deaf and mute this is a world a quiet world which a horror movie is usually set in this is a world that they are already accustomed to she's in her element she is not a victim throughout the movie she is a warrior and because of her um abilities and because of her um environment she is able to use the trope of horror slashers to her advantage and it makes her a really engaging watch it makes her a really 
um, subversive watch, and it is, it's one of his best, I think, as far as filmography goes. I love this movie. Uh, again, in your pitch bag, um, but I'm so sorry uh, to you and to Mike Flanagan. I gotta go with the witch. Mm. Oh, fuck! I'm gonna go with the witch. I'm so sorry. I thought I was about to lose that to a corn foot. I know. <laughs> they really both did. were on my list. I really had to choose. I don't think I'm gonna be on this list. You have, you have a couple still. I'm just saying. There's two, don't I you? I have, have one. Two. There's two. One. Oh, two, and one of them's La La Land. Someone bring me to the gauntlet. Why did you bring it? I know. <laughs> uh, it's me. Oh, right? it's Josh. Go. How many? Um, how much time do we have? We have five minutes and twenty seconds. I'm debating. I love. Don't think twice. Come on, five minutes. Come on. Uh, Mella, get back here with Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Is is dad movie time? The account is gone. <laughs> Time for the dad movie extraordinaire. Hell or high water. Manchester by the sea versus hell or high water. Is my submission for the 2016 drama film. Um, Hell or high water starring Chris Pine is one of the most tense, well-acted, uh, confident dramas I think I've ever seen. I believe it's Ter- Taylor Sheridan. I believe directs and wrote it, probably. Um, so it's got that bad gunslinging hue to it. It's carried by him, Ben Foster, uh, 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 Jeff Bridges, and some of the best acting I've seen out of this year about um, two bank-robbing brothers who kind of come up against their final job against the uh, against the sheriff that's been chasing them and is and has uh, dedicated his life to catching these two brothers um it's it's kind of hard to explain just how how well it lands unless you've seen it um and i think it hinges on the performances but as a whole i don't i don't i don't see much better uh film taking place in the dirt outside of dune so Hell or high water. <laughs> um, holes. Let's not forget. That. Uh, relax. <laughs> Anything else you want to add uh, to your Manchester by the Sea um, pitch? Or are you happy with what you said before? I'm happy with what I said before. All right. Hell or high water. Manchester by the Sea. Hell or high yeah. water. Flip it. It is, it is a, tie. a tie. All right. Got another flip. Got another flippy dippy. Can I go like what four for four? Um, I'm gonna say heads. It's tails. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry, that was loud. Sorry. Finish her. Mella, let's go. Hurry. Three minutes. Pass or play. Yeah. Me. Three minutes. Pass. You. It's yeah. my turn? Yep. Josh, Please. come here with that thriller. What? What? Why? What? Yeah, because I would like to submit The Girl in the Train. 
Oh. In Cloverfield Lane versus the girl on the train. I don't care what anybody says. This is a great thriller. This is a great literary thriller. Emily Blunt does something that she has not done up until this point with this character. Um, it is... Rashawn used this as an insult, I think, but it is an airport <sighs> movie thriller novel. Um, <laughs> and it delivers exactly that. This book was fantastic. I think it is a really true to the novel book to movie adaptation. It is stressful. It is um, uh, it, it messes with your mind the way that Emily Blunt's condition messes with her mind. It is brilliantly performed by all three leads. This is a great movie. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mary Elizabeth Winstead trapped in a bunker by John Goodman. Won't let her out. She has to escape. A dream. Shut the hell up, you horny, horny bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, like just tense, tense, tense. How is she going to escape? She does escape. No spoilers. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't think the ending of Cloverfield Lane makes it a thriller. I think that changes the genre. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think so. It makes it a sci-fi. So. It makes it not a thriller, but a sci-fi. It, it can be both. Sci-fi thriller. Sci-fi thriller. It can be both. We got one minute and 15 oh, seconds. Vote God. now if you want to get one more challenge in. Uh, I vote for Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Fuck you guys. Go watch the girl on the train. Finish her. Choo choo! All right, Rashawn, you can meet a John Goodman. Choo choo! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up, Mella. Emily Blunt is the next level good in that movie. She's so good in it. She's so good. Why didn't you the vote movie... for it, Rashawn? Because go the to movie hell. sucks. Yeah, so... No, it doesn't. You were say... everything you said about the acting. Great. The movie itself. The movie is horrible. It's Wise. so good. I hate you both. No, it's not. Um, forty-five seconds, Rashawn. If you initiate a challenge, we can ride it out. Okay. 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 Oh, I'm, there's nothing I can win. You never know. There's nothing I can win. I, Hurry! Uh, animation. You, power. you don't have a power left. A, a timer does. If the timer is below a minute, your power doesn't work. So. Okay. Throwing out rules. Animation. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, also, if you're sitting on your left butt cheek, the power <laughs> dissipates. <laughs> um, animation. I would like to bring your name. Who? Animation. Kubo and the Two Strings versus Lorne. I know. I'm not going to win this. I, I, there was nothing I could win. It's fine. This is a 2016 uh, South Korean anime about two people who begin to switch bodies. Um, they don't know each other's names. They don't know who they are. And they begin to fall in love. Um, it plays with the form of time and emotion and love it's i'm not a huge anime person um i've struggled on this podcast with Miyazaki to my detriment i will admit but i think that this movie um spoke to me in a way that i i've wanted Miyazaki and the essence of ma to speak to me because he's a master of his craft and i think this movie um, really enforces those the groundwork that Miyazaki has laid in that genre to great effect. It's it's a tragic 
but beautiful and like really hopeful love story. I think anybody who's never seen this movie should definitely check it out. Um, you, your heart will be broken into a million pieces by the end, but also just happy that you witnessed this creative endeavor. I love it. It's great. It's great. It's great. My timer is up, so this is the final vote of the episode. Um, obviously, Kubo. Two strings. If like is on the list, I vote for like at Kubo. I haven't seen either, so we'll put it to a coin toss. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was your thing. <laughs> Just it's why not, Mel? Alright, Rashawn, you're the challenger. Unless you want to use your power. No, I don't want to do that to you on your choice. Um what? I don't give a No, I'm trying to be diplomatic. I will say heads. Heads? It is Tails. Kubo stays. Kubo stays. Kubito stays. <laughs> Instead of two strings, what would Kubito play? Um, a little mandolin. <laughs> Still a little strings. <laughs> All right, that is it for our 2016 oh. movie gauntlet. Just to touch on a couple before we wrap up. A couple didn't get challenged at all. Uh, Lemonade did not get touched. Well. Obviously. I mean, my wild card was Terrifier, and up against Beyonce, there was no question. That would have been crazy. So. Uh, uh, screenplay, Don't Think Twice. I almost did it just because there is some improv in Don't Think Twice because of the nature of the movie, but it's yeah. But it's also Mike Bickley, and you know you know, I got a soft spot for Mike Bickley. Uh, that is such a great movie. Daniel Radcliffe in Swiss Army Man was not touched. <laughs> Obviously. Hell fucking yeah. Uh, big farting dummy. Uh, Park Cham Wook for The Handmaiden. Director. Uh, Naomi Harris for Moonlight. And the La La Land score for Below the Line. Shucks. I think, I think Mel I think Mel really threw a wrench in this when she uh, put Moonlight in for supporting actress, I think. She did that on purpose. Yeah, she did. I'll never believe you did it. I thought I thought he would like it. I thought you guys would enjoy it. That prevented it. Barry Jenkins. That prevented it from being put in drama. That prevented Mahersha Ali. Like that. You could have challenged and then moosh it around. I didn't have time to do that and then circle back and replace it i don't know i was trying to get manchester out of there so maybe michelle williams could get put in that slot i don't know the movie is so good i just it's so good i also was gonna i didn't think he would win but i put supporting actor sonny pawar he's a little kid in lion, lion that plays mm. baby Steph Patone, he's so cute <laughs> and he's so good but he's so cute shouts out to my runner-up comedy pop star uh don't stop. Never stop. Never stopping. <laughs> I also want to shout out Bad Moms because mm-hmm. that could have gone in comedy or it could have gone in supporting franchises. Or um, franchises, right? I guess. Or yeah. franchise, yeah. yeah. I was never going to win, but my comedy was Everybody Wants Some. Um, just, and my thriller was Krisha. I had, a, I had Don't Breathe for my horror. I had that too. Great concept. Great guys.
We got a winner. I said, we got a winner. We got a winner. All right. So the cinephile movie gauntlet for the year 2016 is as follows. For drama, Manchester by the Sea. Comedy, uh, <laughs> nice sorry. guys. Sorry, start over. Sorry. <laughs> no, speak on it. That's our show. Speak on I it. do not like that movie. I do not like Casey Affleck. I'm really upset it's on our list. Continue. Because Continue of Casey Affleck? Casey or because of the movie? I also think the movie is just like there's no sense of hope in it. It is just like a complete a upset. There is a yeah. co- it's a complete downer. There's no message in it other than people fuck up, live with it. And but the fuck up is his children's lives. It is horrible. I hate that movie. So sorry. Edit this out so I don't get canceled. No one, <laughs> you're not going to get canceled over for Manchester by the Manchester Sea. By the sea takes, I promise. I hate this movie. If anything, these so two are going to get canceled for not voting for Hell or High Water. I tell you God. what. I think I just a mini episode. I I think it is a huge downer. I don't think there's any hope in it. But I also think that that is not as portrayed as often in films as it should be. I think a lot of films about depression provide sometimes an easy answer and yeah he doesn't he can't get out of it he even says that and you know what happens to his kids is a mistake that he lives with for the rest of his life and i think sometimes that's not always entertaining as a film i understand that but i mean fuck casey affleck that's fine but i i think the wrong affleck made this list that's i think he gives by far and away the best acting performance of the year like he's incredible in that movie and have you seen The Accountant? I have <laughs> seen The Accountant starring Anna fucking Kendrick. <laughs> Sequel upcoming, baby. Sequels in the works. We live. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, comedy, The Nice Guys. Action is Train to Busan. Horror is The Witch. Thriller, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Franchise entry, Captain America Civil War. Animation, Kubo and the Two Strings. Wild Card, Lemonade. Director is Park Chan-wook for The Handmaiden. Actor is Adam Driver for Patterson. Actress is Amy Adams for Arrival. Supporting actor is Daniel Radcliffe for Swiss Army Man. Supporting actor is Daniel Radcliffe for Swiss Army Man. Supporting actress is Naomi Harris for Moonlight. Screenplay is Don't Think Twice by Mike Birbiglia. And our below the line is the La La Land score. Anybody else have... What what other below the lines did you have? Uh... Tell. Mm. Nice. I had a, a the Doctor Strange VFX. I had um Bradford Young for cinematography for Arrival. Yeah, mm. dude. Good choice. All right, how's everybody feel? Does you think the list still sucks, Lacey? Well, I'm not thrilled with it. Any other? Any <laughs> other? <laughs> you know what? No, I don't care. <laughs> also, certain women, raw, and Molly Shannon for other people. Those are choices I didn't get. Shouts on Molly Shannon. All my homies love Molly Shannon. Trolls? No. What about it? Trolls was great. Sing? Trolls I had for animated Sing? and franchise entries. Sing. Sing didn't show up. <laughs> Sing's fun as hell. So is Trolls. If it wasn't for Sing, we don't get Rocket Man. So now what? That should be franchise entry. Don't let him cook. Let him 
Let her microwave a little bit. Taryn? <laughs> no, you. You had a little bit of a take. You you ate that one little thing. <laughs> let, 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 him, let him put her in a frozen dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, like, subscribe, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Good Pods, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileTech. And if you have a suggestion or just want to show us some love, shoot us an email at WhenCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. Editing Rashawn, put in like the the aliens from Arrival, you know, when they speak. Just put in like a bunch of that. Just all the wrong aliens. Where's the Muppets? <laughs> Just like a bunch of